Hey Mark, if you had to go into the Witness Protection Program, what would your name be and where would you move to? Don't they make it like your pet's name and the street you grew up on? So I'd be <laughs> tough out of luck because I'd be like Juana 102. You'd be what? Juana 102. What? Juana 102? Your cat's so name is Gracie. Not when I was a kid. Oh, no. The it's, street I grew up on. You had, was it a cat named Juana? No, it was a dog. It was a dog named Juana. French Poodle. It, a French Poodle? <laughs> Manly. And then... <laughs> wasn't mine. And, and then you lived on 102. Yeah, 102nd Street. Wow. Oh, you gotta come up so, with something. We gotta do something better. <laughs> like, what so about... I'd, I'd be dead pretty quick. <laughs> They'd be like, that's a fake name. We can, all, <laughs> we can tell. Okay. <laughs> Where would you go? Yeah, where you live. And I'm pretty sure you just told us your stripper name, <laughs> not your witness protection name. So I don't think I'd make much money off that. Welcome, so, Lucky, to the stage. Welcome to the stage, Juana 102. <laughs> yeah, give him some love, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, so I'm sorry, but that's not acceptable for witness protection. I just decided. So you need to come up with a name for witness protection. What if you did your pet's name and the street you live on now? So it'd be like Gracie Sunrise. Oh, Gracie Sunrise. That's a stripper name. That is a, that's a, a stripper name. That's a good one. Like, yeah, you could start dressing like a woman. No one would ever find you. You'd be safe forever. Yeah, me and my bald spot dressing like a woman. <laughs> No, your bald spot is still the size of a mayonnaise jar. Remember on Bob's Burgers? Oh, my God. <laughs> His mustache was falling out. <laughs> okay, so where, where would you go, Gracie Sunrise? <laughs> With those two names, I don't think I have much option of anywhere. <laughs> Besides California. <laughs> Besides L.A. and Hollywood? There you go. Yeah, the, the Gracie like. Sunshine definitely belongs in, like... In, I'd probably get away with one of two now. And, <laughs> and you would have to live on Melrose. <laughs> if you live down there with the name Gracie Sunshine, that's <laughs> live on Melrose. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay. I'm Dawn. And I'm Tara. And this is the Crazy Lady Chronicles. And today we have our first special guest. Dun, da, da, da. My husband, Mark. Uh-oh. <laughs> Introduce yourself, Mark. Uh-oh. Tell tell our 16 listeners a little bit about yourself. Do I have to address each and one individually? <laughs> and in <laughs> each different country? You, you can do it as a group. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it as a group. I'm Mark. I'm married to Don. Do you feel sorry for me? <laughs> you should. Yeah. It's been 17 long years of, of me shouting, Mark! <laughs> Which is the funniest Mark. thing. When you're in your room and he's like out in the, in in the, the living room. room. Mark! And he's all, what? <laughs> so one day, so one day I was in my room watching TV and he was busy in here and I'm all, Mark! He's all, what? And I go, I love you. I just did it because I knew he was busy and he was going to get irritated. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you ever go, done? No. Like, do you ever, no? Uh. (laughs) I know, right? Well, in today's episode, we're talking about all things nostalgia. 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 Let's start with you. What have you been nostalgic for lately? Having good knees. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're 80 years old all of a sudden? (laughs) Yeah, well... You know, my favorite memory as a kid, which is very far and few between, is... <laughs> You're going to make our listeners depressed? <laughs> Live- Donate to the cause. <laughs> I remember, like, my favorite memory is living in Turlock, which Turlock sucks, by the way, y'all. Yeah, it's, 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 it just, it's... 
There's not a lot there. We were yeah. talking about it earlier. If you are very, very wealthy, it's a very nice place to live. Yeah. But if you're just a middle class, it's it's awful. Yeah. But my favorite memory is going skating. That was like my fondest memory. Got roller skating. My, yeah. And the oh rinks. my god, me too. Yeah. Did you guys used to go Sundays? Yeah. So did we. Aww. I totally remember that. What's your best memory of roller skating? Was it Roller King Not down here? Not falling down. Not falling down. I fell down a lot. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> I injured myself, but I was that tomboy. <laughs> I injured myself. I was a tomboy, like, I'm going to do it, you know. I, yeah, no, I didn't limp or anything. But <laughs> You're like, not like, me. <laughs> that was quite quite the noise. Me. <laughs> I like the little dinosaur arms. <laughs> I have tiny arms, like the dinosaur on Toy Story. Me. <laughs> tiny arms. <laughs> this needs to be on video so bad. <laughs> I know, you're pretty animated. <laughs> so, okay, how old were you when you used to do that? I started skating around five years old, so start pretty Me, young. Same, yeah. Yeah, and... And I, I never got the hang of it, <laughs> ever. I went from, like, you know, the inline skates? Uh-huh, yeah. So I went from that... To rollerblades? To rollerblades. I and never I, tried rollerblades. I'd probably break my neck. I died. No, <laughs> you died? <laughs> but yeah, that was, like, my fondest memory that I'm nostalgic for. Better knees and skating. Did you guys do that back in Kansas City? Did you go roller skating after the meetings yeah, oh yeah, on Sundays? Yeah, there was a big old roller ring, so we'd go every once in a while. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember which day it was or whatever, but yeah, they'd go. I never was good at roller skating. No. Ice skating, though, as soon as I strapped them on, it was like, You're... this is easy. I know. We went to Yosemite with Sarah and Charlie and mom and dad, and you were just racing around the rink, and I'm like, I'm not even going to try. Because <laughs> I'll just break well, I my... I say racing around the rink, but I, I found it a lot easier than... He was crossing skating. over. I was like, figure skater over here. No. no, no. <laughs> do a spin. Do a spin. Triple axel. Triple nothing, axel. nothing like that. That was... That's so nostalgic. Yes, I remember. So it would be, like, very common for us to go on Sunday after the meeting and we would drive down here and meet all the other congregations mm. at Roller Rink and we'd just take over that place and then yeah. we would like cut that was like one of the only time that was like pretty much the only time we were ever allowed to like hold hands with somebody of the opposite sex was during the couple skate. Aww. That was the one thing they gave us. Mm-hmm. Our parents let us do it. Like, they didn't say, I don't want you holding a boy's hand. Because, you know, I mean, it was a bunch of super religious people in yeah. this roller rink. I don't want you to get pregnant out there on the roller yeah, rink. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> hold hands, you'll get pregnant. Because <laughs> that's how you get pregnant, Because that's how. But it was always like, when you get to be around 13, 14 years old, that's when you start going and you're, you're like on the prowl, yeah. right? You're like, who's the <laughs> cutest boy here? Who do I want to couple skate with? Oh, snap. And you pick them out like when you get there because the mm-hmm. couple skate happens what it's like is it the last song of the night it's yeah. yeah it's the last song of the night okay so you get there and you're like is there anybody great here yet no not yet you wait a little while but eventually you pick somebody out mm-hmm. and you're like okay how and this is why girls turn into stalkers so <laughs> er, so young in life <laughs> it's all roller king no but you would like stalk them out and be like okay who's the cutest boy here and you always wanted somebody that wasn't from your congregation. Like you always <laughs> yeah. wanted to show off and be like, oh, I met this guy. He, he lives in Modesto. You know, because I was up mm-hmm. in Coulterville, Groveland area. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have very many, like, people my age up there. So it was like, you know, a handful of boys. And this one, I won't say his last name, but you know the family. You're ben. like, oh. he, he dated, like, every girl in our congregation. He would just wow. hop from girl to girl and back around again. No. Yeah, he was a super... In, oh, he broke my friend's heart. Aww. 
she was 14 and he was like almost 18 and he he was like telling her he was going to marry her and stuff but when he got tired of her he just dumped her and she was oh my god she was so devastated it was really horrible but anyways yeah so you're always like who's the cutest boy here and so then you wait for him to go up to the snack bar right yeah and get a soda because then you get in line right behind him yeah and you're like, oh, hey, where are you from? You know, and you just like strike up a conversation. You're like tossing your permed hair. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have the perm with like the curled bangs that were like curled up and then down. That move? That didn't move, right? No, my hair moved, but like the bangs did not. Because you, if you if your bangs moved in the 80s, you had not used enough hairspray. I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't think so. But my dad did buy, what was it was called? Like, was it White Rain? Yeah. Yeah, my dad did buy that, like, at the dollar store one time. That stuff was nasty. Ew. Like, you spray it on your hair, and it would dry in droplets, and you would have, like, white droplets on It was so bad. Ew. It's called white rain. <laughs> oh, my God. I just now get it. <laughs> That's I finally get it. Yeah, so that, yeah, I mean, those simpler times when you would just, you know. It's what you do when you got stuck with Bob at the end of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Fake sick. <laughs> Go to the bathroom and not come out. Yeah, I know. It was always so horrible if, like, a, a really nerdy boy would, like, ask you and you're just like, oh, I don't want to say no because it'll hurt my feelings, but I don't want to say yes because my friends will make fun of me. <laughs> but, like, you know, I'm in 7th, 8th grade. It's, like, 1988, 1989, you know. That's yeah. what you're concerned with at that age. Mm-hmm. Now I don't care what anybody thinks of me. <laughs> yeah, and it takes a bit to get to that point in life. Like, I had I to turn 40 to get to that point in my life. Jeez, I've got a ways to go, man. <laughs> yes, you're looking forward to the time where you don't care. Yeah, you. yeah. Because, yeah. like, it's not as bad as it was when I was younger, mm-hmm. but it's still in the back of my mind. Yeah. You know, it's still lingering. Well, the more you hang out with her, the, <laughs> the, more the, more you'll... the less you'll care. <laughs> the more you'll turn into Mark. So the reason, <laughs> the reason I am who I am is because I'm pretty much just the female version of you now, Mark. Wow. Because, well, like... You probably take it to a little more degree than I do. <laughs> hey, what can I say? I'm part Navajo. Wow. I get fiery. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's... I was... It was very easy to hurt my feelings. You know, mm-hmm. I was 27 when we got married, and I was still a pretty weak person. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, my childhood was really hard. That beats you down. But I would let people walk all over me. I would let people push me around. And Mark's like, you have got to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. You've got to stand up for yourself. And just over the course of the years, he's rubbed off on me. And now I'm like, get out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> That's the thing that I learned getting older, that I don't need as big of a circle of friends. No, 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 you don't. Like, you, in know. The, you know, when you're a teenager, I need to make as many friends as right. possible. And right. now it's like, <laughs> I need just two. <laughs> I know. More than that, it's too much work. Um, no, my grandfather told me when I was young, when I was really young, he's like, this is a really important for you to know. One very true friend is worth more than a hundred fake friends or a hundred oh, friends that are just on the surface. For sure. social media friends? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm nostalgic for the time before social media. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. What are you nostalgic about, Mark, looking back? Growing up in the 70s and 80s was a lot nicer than now because yeah. yeah. you actually went outside. Yeah. Um, social mm-hmm. media was going and finding your friends and, you know, actually talking or doing something, not sitting inside looking at a screen. We didn't have so many helicopter parents that were watching mm. every single move you made. Oh my God, it was great. We did whatever we wanted. Yeah, you went out, (laughs) off into the neighborhood or the next neighborhood or some neighborhood somewhere. And you come home at night. had no idea where you're at. No, no. And they wanted to find you. They got the phone and started dialing. 
<laughs> around, around. Around, around, around she goes. Dialing the neighbors. Where have you seen my son? Is, is our kids together? Where'd they go? Is his bike wrecked on the side of the road? Yeah. Is he dead in a ditch? I mean, it's fine if he is. It's fine. Yeah. We'll just have another one. <laughs> like, what I was going to say about that was, like you said, you networking was going out and finding your friend. You didn't know where your friends were. You would get on your bike. Well, not me because I didn't know how to ride a bike. I would get on my tricycle. <laughs> No, but like you would get on your bike oh, and no, you would ride no to your... looking at your phone and saying, oh, hey, they're at Starbucks around the corner. I'm going to go meet them. them. Right. Well, no, you rode around. It's like, oh, hey, there's all the bicycles. I recognize them. Yeah, so yeah. Down. There's my friends. <laughs> or you would go to your friend's house and, and you his mom... And like, oh, God, he found us. <laughs> <laughs> you go to your friend's house and ask, hey, is so-and-so here? Oh, no, he's out. Where'd they go? Well, I'm not sure. All right. So then you ri- you pedal to the different spots where you guys hang out. You go to the park. You go to the, the ball field. You go to wherever, and you eventually find them. Mm-hmm. You know? And guess what? You're getting sunlight, fresh air, and, <laughs> and exercise. And it's like, it's incredible the amount of people now, and even kids and teenagers who have insomnia. Mm-hmm. And it's because nobody's getting enough sunlight. Mm-hmm. Not being active yet. No, you're not active. You're sitting too much, and you're not getting sunlight. You're not getting mm-hmm. fresh air. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's like, now, it's like, like, oh, we can hook up and play video games and talk on headsets and stuff. Yeah. Well, now that I've like... got a job and have to sit in an office somewhere, whether it's at home or right. at work or whatever. Yeah. It yeah, sucks. That's, that's like kids now. Mm-hmm. Little kids playing on their tablets or phones or whatever. Yeah. Do that when you get old and have to have a job. Yeah. Somebody will actually pay you for it. But <laughs> Yeah. Wait to be in prison until you're forced to be in prison. <laughs> Yeah. Don't put yourself there by just staying at home all the time. But I'm totally, I wrote down in my notes, I'm nostalgic for being a kid and not having to pay bills. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I remember the first year I didn't get a tax, all my money back from the <laughs> federal government and the IRS. <laughs> what did I do wrong? <laughs> you grew up. You got into adulthood. Wait, he's like, what do you mean you're not sending it all back to me? <laughs> and then some. What were you going to say? So, like, with you guys riding bikes and stuff, did you have to be home by the time, like, the lights were on? Like, the lamps outside by the road? When I was really little, yeah. Well, like, I, I did have rules. We all have, we, I mean, we have rules. Like, we're, we're over here, like, we could do whatever we want. Nobody cared. We could kill animals. Like, nobody cared. <laughs> I didn't really have any rules. Yeah, you I, did it. You really I, did it. I came home when I, when I got home. Right. Well, you grew up without a dad. Yeah. Your mom was pretty busy with your, I mean, you were one of three kids. And the house was pretty chaotic because you were living with your aunt and cousins and stuff, too, right? Uh, for a while. For a while, yeah. yeah. We lived on our own for a while, too. Yeah, but you're old. You're nine years older than me. So, yes, you had less rules than I did. (laughs) Because, so what year were you born again? 68? 67. 67. So, yeah, in 1977, when you're 10, riding around bikes, like, that was kind of like the era of the serial killers starting. (laughs) And then, like, things got real Uh in the 70s and early 80s. And so... They're all West Coast things. I lived in the Midwest. Oh, crap, I forgot. (laughs) Okay, so I lived in California where we had all of the serial killers... Uh-huh. Mark lived in the Midwest so he could go wherever, whenever, because it wasn't a hunting ground for, for those <laughs> like it was here in California. But but yeah, I remember when I was really little, like I said, I, I never had a bicycle. I had a tricycle. But when I was, when my mom married my dad and we moved in with him in the Ingleside Terrace in San Francisco in the city. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because, you know, like we actually, I showed Mark the house like after we were married because we were in the city I'm like, oh my gosh, let's go to Head Street and look at my old house. Because <laughs> I haven't seen as as an adult uh-huh. it's so small. <laughs> it's so small. And it was like, as a kid, I thought I lived in a mansion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're so little. But the rule was, I could, we, my friend and I could only ride our bikes 
past like to basically the end of my yard and the end of her yard. We had to stay like right there. And one time we just decided we were going to be rebellious. We're all let's go. Like it was this decision. It was a decision to be rebellious. And we're just riding our tricycles as fast as we can all the way to the end of the corner. My mom comes out. She's yelling at us. She's like, you get back here. Because we were in the middle of a city. Like that wasn't this. It wasn't safe. You know. But... (laughs) It was hilarious. We're, like, we're out of here. We're out of here. We're joining the circus. I don't even know what. It was just like the thrill of it. We yeah. just wanted the thrill of riding to the corner. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thrill. And it's like nowadays kids are like chopping up squirrels because they need a thrill. Oh my God. And we're just riding our tricycles. So what would you say your thrill is now? <laughs> oh man. Getting a big tax return. Saving money. Like, oh, you know what was a big thrill the other day? Riding her bicycle. Riding my bicycle. I learned how to drive. We will do an episode on this with Mark. But I learned, you guys, audience, all 16 of you, I have to tell you something very important. Possibly 17 if you tell a friend. Right, right, right. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Is that Mark taught me how to ride a bicycle this year. During the lockdown, during COVID, we were encouraged to go outside and exercise because everything was closed. I decided it was time to learn how to ride a bike. And I'm still not very good at it. And Mm -hmm. I still panic. And I still hit the brakes too hard and jerk. And I still fall over. But it's a work in progress. And at least I'm trying. At least you got the training wheels off. I did. I did. Because the bike that had the training wheels. By training wheels, she means really training. Yeah, I was very upset when the guy at the bike shop told me that he could not get training wheels for the bike that I bought. Wow. I was like, are you serious? I need training <laughs> wheels. Yeah. And he's like, no, they don't make them. And that's a lie because Phoebe on Friends had adult training wheels. <laughs> so I know it's a lie. I'm Friends sure is real. Studio. <laughs> don't you, don't you ever say that to me. <laughs> Phoebe is real. Don't even. Phoebe is my friend and she is real. Something I'm nostalgic for is food that's discontinued. Like, like those Philadelphia cheesecake bars. That took from my sister. Sorry, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, so I'm nostalgic for the time when we could go to a freaking restaurant <laughs> and not die of COVID. Right? And you remember... Not come home and die two weeks later. Yeah. But do you remember six months ago on Facebook, I was like, everybody's eating out or everybody's getting takeout. And I'm telling you, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, nope, nope, it's perfectly safe. And then I'm all, when they reopen restaurants, I'm like, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to eat in a restaurant. Everyone's like, nope, you're crazy. It's perfectly safe. And then the CDC just last week came out with an article saying it is true that restaurants were spreading COVID. So I'm like, I posted it on Facebook and I'm all six months ago. You all thought I was crazy. Here you go. And not a single person commented on it. Because <laughs> they know. Well, what can they say? <laughs> they know I was right. Another thing I miss badly is easy bake ovens. Oh, God. <laughs> I want it. Did you have one of those? Yeah. What? I, you were poor. I and you had an easy bake oven? We got it from a thrift store. <laughs> so jealous they had one at the 80s store in the i Denver. remember yes in denver we went to the store that had everything like 80s and 90s and they had one see and i was like mark i need this my parents wouldn't buy one for me when i was a child abuse it was abuse see i didn't get it for the baking part i only got it for the dessert part because back then i'm like ew girly stuff but i got it for the cakes well duh yeah i 
You know what? I wasn't, my parents did not buy me those kinds of toys. I did not get fancy toys. No. Like this girl up the street was adopted. So here's what happened. They had a son. And so basically when she was like six years old, he was already like had left for college. Like that's the, so she had older parents who adopted her later in life. Oh, okay. I've never still to this day met a more spoiled child. Like, it's, she was like, she belongs nowadays. That's how spoiled she was. Wow. She, she had the Easy Bake Oven and every color of She had, she, her room, it was like probably half of the room was piled with expensive toys. And I, when I say expensive, I mean things like the Barbie bathtub and the Barbie dream house and the Barbie car. And you're making this face like you just farted as soon as I said Barbie. Oh, I've got a story for you. Okay, so... She had the Easy Bake Oven, and it was like, she was one of those bratty kids that was, we always had to play whatever she wanted to play. The weirdest thing we ever played was Sears Catalog. <laughs> what? Mark's face is classic right now. What in the world is Sears Catalog? Well, let me tell you. Let me just tell you what Sears Catalog was. So here's this girl, and she has this room full of toys. And, like, when her brother would come home to visit, he would just dote on her. It was super sweet. Like, she loved her big brother so much. It was really sweet to see them together. And her but and her parents were very, very sweet, mm-hmm. but they just spoiled her rotten. So she would get bored with all these toys, right? So we would have the Sears catalog, <laughs> and we would sit in her room at her little desk or whatever. I would have my – she would, like, set up me a desk, and she'd be at her desk. And we would be pretending to take Sears catalog orders. We would have, like, the <laughs> Sears catalog open. They'd be like, oh, you would like that in green? Okay. And then we'd like write it down like we were talking to customers. Aww. So when I asked you the question, what I meant, what's a Sears catalog? <laughs> you are plenty old to know what a Sears catalog is, mister. <laughs> talking about catalogs. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not, I'm not oh, done not with done? the Barbie no, thing. Okay, okay. Okay, so <laughs> my parents, Barbies, Barbies. So anyways, my parents did not buy me expensive toys because my parents were extremely, extremely frugal. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, we had, my dad had sold his sold the house in San Francisco for a, an ungodly amount of money. Mm-hmm. They bought 12 acres of land and he was building a, a huge house and we were have we eventually ended up on a ranch with horses and sheep and pigeons for some reason. Um, <laughs> he just had this weird obsession. My dad had this weird well, obsession with pigeons. Somehow. I just they didn't have drones. Well, they didn't have drones. <laughs> These rolling pigeons were like the original drone. But anyways, so we had money. But mm-hmm. the reason we had money is because my parents really budgeted tightly. Mm-hmm. So my dad oh this is so embarrassing okay so my dad had this thing where he would go to the dump and like dig through the trash and find things so you know that really pretty secretary desk flip top desk by my front door yeah he found that at a dump oh wow and it was in pieces and I remember watching him restore it in our in our garage Mm -hmm. when I was little and then it was in our house Mm -hmm. so when he passed away it's a very long story but I had to fight to get it Mm -hmm. from his new wife's daughter and I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. that is mine. I watched him refurnish that when I was a child. Mm-hmm. You're not keeping this. He also would find toys and he'd clean them up and give them to me. And so like half, like so many of my toys were from the dump. Mm-hmm. It was, <laughs> and we had money. <laughs> my gra- Now my grandparents would spoil me because I was an only grandchild. Uh-huh. Imagine that. Did you bring home garbage pill kid cards? <laughs> <laughs> Those I actually got to uh, buy new. But yeah, so but my grandparents would buy would buy me the toys, and my mom would get so mad. She's like, "Stop buying her all these toys. It's gonna spoil her." Mm-hmm. So my parents didn't didn't believe in spoiling. So in a, let's in a little bit talk about how we're nostalgic for not having every kid be spoiled. But <laughs> but the Barbie story. 
So I did have a bunch of Barbies. Like I didn't have a Barbie dream house. I didn't have any of the accessories. My, this is really sad, but I tricked my grandpa into buying me the Barbie bathtub, the bubble bath thing. <laughs> that was, I got spanked. It was a big, it was just traumatic. But anyways, because I was so manipulative, like he, I ended up getting a spank, which is frightening when I'm manipulative at that age, right? Yeah. So I had all these Barbies. And so like for whatever reason, I just decided and I know it was whatever t- movies my parents were watching that I was that was like not appropriate for my age. But I would like take the Ken and the Barbie behind the couch and like take off their clothes and like they would have oh sex my behind my couch. I was oh I was so perverted. I was Ken and Barbie were having. <laughs> now, Mark, does that surprise you at all? No. <laughs> we, if I was a kid, I'm pretty sure you're probably not the only little girl. That's <laughs> yeah, listeners. Please, if you have done this, will you please reach out to us on Instagram and tell me? Because I feel like a freak. It's funny because you're all about Barbies, yeah, as a kid. I was, yeah. I detested Barbies to the point where I cut the hair off. Because I was a tomboy. I didn't like anything girly. I know. You know, for me, I was, my thing was being outside in the dirt playing with like hot rods and stuff. Yeah. My favorite toy was like this white limo. And then I'm like... Is that why I was a limo driver later on I was just going to say, is that why you ended up being a limo driver? It's possible. You're like, as a little girl, you're like driving the limo through the mud. When I grow up, I'm going to I'm gonna haul around rich, annoying people. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Something I definitely am nostalgic for is Blockbuster. Like, as a teenager, going to Blockbuster oh gosh, was the thing, yes. you know? Remember that? Rising. I worked at a Blockbuster for a night. <laughs> a night? Yeah. Okay, we need to hear that whole story right now. I Beginning to end. Just looking for some extra money. Thought, okay, what can I do that's later in the evening? You know, How old were you? Evening shift. Uh, what was I? It's probably 20 or something like that. Oh, okay. I thought this was like a high school uh, job. No. <laughs> oh, so you were working at the bank? Yeah. And then, so. okay, got it. Yeah. So it was like going to be a second job. Yep. Worked there for, you know, went and did the interview, did the little drug test where they clip some of the hair off the back of the head to send it off to what? Find out for drug testing. They want to see if you took something six months ago because that's. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. That's so. an invasion of my privacy. Dude. I'd be like, no, you can't take my hair. You're going to clone me and sell me. That's so, funny. Went to work Sorry, in the, the tan pants and I think the Blockbuster shirt it or something like that. It was blue with and, the little ticket on it. And uh, <laughs> worked there one night and I'm like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> was it because it was so boring? Or? Uh, it was boring and, yeah, dusting shelves and Ugh. making sure, you know, the, the actual jacket was in front of all the discs that yeah. were possibly there and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. Discs, liar. That was back in the days of VHS, man. There were already DVDs when you were 20? Yeah. Oh. Be kind. Rewind. Oh, yes. I remember the little rewind thing that was the car and you would stick it in there. Yeah. CDs came out while I was still in high school. I was working at a gas station and one of the other kids that one of the other kids that worked there was bragging that he just bought a uh, a CD player for how much was, was it sixteen hundred dollars yeah my uncle hundred dollars I'm like dude you're stupid <laughs> he was like no he goes they sound so much better I'm like yeah I said just wait a while they're gonna be like dirt cheap because, and no, they, no 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 and no. they were 
And they were. Yep. And that's when they were claiming, oh, you know, their CDs are indestructible and things like what? that. Before they learned that, oh, yeah, you can scratch it and they can skip. And you can scratch it very, very easily. They're not indestructible. I remember the first time I ever heard a CD played and ever saw a CD player in a CD. My mom and dad and I went over to my dad's brother's house in San Francisco. I can't remember how old I was, but it was like the technology was brand, brand, brand new. And he had this huge stereo system. And this, I think the CD component alone was at least two grand. Mm -hmm. And so he was like showing us the D CD. Now he was extremely, I don't think he's alive anymore. I don't know. Cause like, I don't have any, con my, my dad's family wants nothing to do with me. So I don't have any contact with them. Uh, that's not true. Actually, my cousin and I are Facebook friends and she's awesome. We have some fun memories together as kids, but the rest of his family does never really ever wanted anything to do with me. So I don't even know if, if Marco's still alive, but he was always nice to me, but he was very materialistic mm -hmm. and very showy. Like I remember him sitting at the, around the dining room table at some like formal family dinner with my parents and him and his wife and stuff and him talking, bragging all about his like, what's that thing you have to write in, in, to get a master's? It's, a it's called a pen, Don. No, uh, We're not really considered materialist. Doctoral dissertation. No, it wasn't a doctoral dissertation. Thesis. thesis. Yes. He was explaining to us what a thesis is. Mm. And it was just like, dude, you're so full of yourself. And I was a child and I could tell. But yeah, so he was just showing us this, this CD and the CD player and like having us listen to it and stuff. And so... But yeah, in junior high is when my friends started buying CDs. I started buying CDs, I think, my freshman year of high school. Because I, I, I know that in junior high I had tapes. Because I remember getting unwound, and then you have to put your pencil in it and wind it back up. And then just hope and pray you don't break it. Mm -hmm. And then you would eventually just listen to the same songs over and over, and it would just snap. And you'd be like, okay, I guess I gotta buy, go buy another tape. You know, or you would like record, I would record songs off the radio. Same. Same, right? Yeah. Did you ever do that? No. No? No. I used to record, so I remember the one song I was obsessed with trying to get the whole song because the darn DJ kept talking was Time After Time by Cyndi Lauper. I was, and you will find me time after time. Um, and I think I was maybe like eight or nine. Like I was, it was when the song first came, what, oh, I'm going to look it up when that song came out because now I'm going to really date myself. Back to Blockbuster real quickly. Oh yeah. The favorite thing was getting your, your, your friends together, like go to Blockbuster for 30 minutes or yes. longer, just dicking around yes. while your mom's like in the car. Like, come oh, on. No. Oh, no. What a, one of us I've, would be old enough to drive. I was hearing a thing on Cora, and some guy was saying that he was talking to somebody younger. and was telling him, said, yeah, I used to have Netflix mailed to my house. And the kid's <laughs> like, no, you're lying. <laughs> I remember. That's how they started. Dude. So time after time came out in 1983. So, yeah, I was, I was right. I was like eight years old. And I literally, not only was I taping it like over and over because the stinking DJ kept talking, so I was trying to get like the, it was that and Walk Like an Egyptian. Walk and like guess an what? Egyptian. I had choreographed dances for both of those songs. <laughs> and I would do them in my house. Like, this is what happens when you're, an, when you are raised an only child. You have to entertain yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's why only children end up being performers. Serial killers. That's why they made it video games. <laughs> Because only children were so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Give them something to do. <laughs> but yeah, so I would... just weird out everybody else. <laughs> I would just, like, have this, like, interpretive dance, like, routine for Time After Time by Cindy Lauper. And it involved, like, jumping on and off the bed and, like, <laughs> waving my arms in the air. 
Oh, man. See, that's the kind of stuff I'm nostalgic for. Just, like... Wholesome stuff. Not having a care in the world. Not thinking, oh, my God, is California going to burn down? Am I going to die from COVID? Am I going to die of COVID? Is my business going to make it through this? How are we going to pay our mortgage? What if I get cancer? Mm -hmm. What is our health insurance good enough? What you know? What if you die? Is your life insurance good? Is your life insurance good? Twelve dollars. <laughs> so like I just I, that's the one of the things I wrote down on my list when I was making notes for this for this episode is, is was life insurance good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm really nostalgic for? A time when every single person on the planet wasn't offended by absolutely everything. <gasps> oh my god! Yes. We talk about that a lot. When did that happen? That. When did that start You got to say that louder. No one's going to... said, I'm offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when did that start? Like, people that's getting a super good, offensive. That's like, a really good question. When do you think that started? Like, when did... When was the turn? Yeah, because, like, SNL and stuff, super... <laughs> racist and oh yeah oh my god back in, when when saturday night live was first airing like those even through the 80s it was incredibly racist i mean sad thing is is that eddie murphy recently hosted the show mm-hmm. and you know that he got a start on snl yeah and he played buckwheat mm-hmm. oh tay you know yeah. and then I'm he, offended. and he also <laughs> played he was like a black mr rogers oh, I used to love watching the little rascals <laughs> I know you do. You still quote it. What was that character that a little man year old? Dang. Um, what that show was in black and white. There's some color later on. I was thinking my little rascals, the one in the nineties. No, you're way off. No, and so I'm you're bad. you're off by like thirty years. Jeez. Um, what was that character that Eddie Murphy played that was supposed to be like Mr. Roger or Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood? Buckwheat. No. Buckwheat. No, Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. That's so. Yeah. Buckwheat. He was off the little rascals. Buckwheat was... grown up. This is a different skit. No, There's it's two not. different skits. Buckwheat so... grown up playing the part of Mr. Rogers, basically. Oh, is that what that is? Oh my god, I did not realize it was the same. Okay, well, I need to go back and watch those because they're hilarious. But so Eddie Murphy recently hosted the show. No, they were pretty racist. They were incredibly (laughs) racist. Yeah. And so when he hosted the show several months ago, or was it last year, he did that skit because that was one of his most famous. And people just on Twitter like went ape crap. Yeah. A- ape crap crazy basically <laughs> yeah and we're all just like you guys need to toughen up and that's the thing toughen up yeah kids nowadays are they're wussies yeah well <laughs> they're wussies man i mean it's like when we were a kid it you like fall down right you fall down you cut your arm and your dad just yanks you up and he's like slaps you on the butt and says go get a band-aid i'll put it on for you me go, too, go get me the too. <laughs> yeah. like, nowadays you know, me too me too yeah it's just like have a shot of whiskey <laughs> yeah. go get the my dad would be all would you like some of my beer no when i was a kid i, w- I went oh, oh my god i have such fond memories of dream of my dad sharing a beer with me when i was like eight years old <laughs> like well i mean my mom is 100 percent italian my dad was 100 percent el salvadorian so mm-hmm. we're talking about cultures where they don't they, they don't yeah. keep that from children because yeah. they understand that all that does is create a taboo. Yeah. So the thing is, is that from the time I can remember, so from the time of five years old, you know, I would get a little teeny bit of wine at dinner or they would ask me. They wouldn't always, they wouldn't put on the table, they like, do you want some of my wine or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then when I got a little bit older, my mom would be like, do you want a little bit of wine with dinner? And so it was just normal. And like one of my best friends, Jenny, when her daughter, she's old enough to drink now, but when she was 
So Jenny's Irish and Mike's Italian. So they were like, you know, as long as you're here with us, you can have, you know, a quarter cup of wine. It's fine, you know? And it, it was such a good thing because I didn't have that curiosity. Like all of the other girls in my area, like when, when we were in high school, all of the girls up in Coulterville, Greeley Hill, Groveland, they were they would all, and I was never invited because I was a good kid and they knew that I would squeal. Nobody likes a tattletale. No one li- Stitches get <laughs> stitches. <laughs> But anyways, they would all like make plans and they would all sneak out of the house and they would meet up at a cemetery because, you know, we lived in freaking Groveland, Sonora area. There was nothing to do except hang out in cemeteries at night. And the sad thing is we used to hang out in cemeteries a lot. But anyways, they would all get together without me because they knew that I wouldn't partake because I was that kid that if you offered me drugs, I would just say, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. Like you could not peer pressure me. Mm-hmm. Like if if a whole our whole group of friends wanted to go do something stupid or dangerous, I'd be like, go ahead. I'm not going. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they would you climb the, the towers and stuff. I'm like, I'm not doing it. And they'd make fun of me and call me a chicken and call me stupid. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't feel like falling to my death at 16 years old. I mean. Silly me, I want to keep my life, you know? <laughs> but the, all of these girls would get together and they would go to the cemetery and they would smoke weed and they would drink. I just, I never had that desire because alcohol wasn't a mystery to me. And I was scared of drugs. So there was no way I was ever going to try an illegal drug, mm-hmm. ever. But just because I, I'd seen a lot of things happen to people at, like that I knew that did do drugs and so they always terrified me and my mm-hmm. mom grew up the same way she was like she never tried a drug even before she was ever religious but yeah they would all get together and drink and get drunk and it was just I didn't have that desire it just didn't interest me so I didn't actually like on my 21st birthday I didn't even go out to have a drink it was just like ah, cool but I will say this Sarah and I you know your cousin Sarah mm-hmm. The guy who owned, so Alfredo's has been open ever since I can remember. We went to high school. We graduated with the owner's son. It's not the same owners anymore. They sold 10 to 15 years ago, I think. But at the time, the owner that had the son that we graduated with, he was the founder of the restaurant. So we're sitting in Alfredo's one night and the owner's son is waiting on us. And now, mind you, his son was very, very, very sweet, but so quiet that we, like, we didn't know him. Mm-hmm. We, we never crossed paths in school. Like, we didn't know each other. But he was super sweet, and I think he might have thought we were cute because, and we were, we were cute. And so one day, we just were like, let's try ordering margaritas and see what happens. <laughs> and we were 19. We were in college. We were uh-huh. 19. So we, he comes up, and we're like, yeah, we'll have two margaritas. And he goes, okay. Oh. So the owner's son would serve us booze. <laughs> And we would just have one. So are you, you're saying that you're nostalgic of not getting carded at all? Oh my god. I, yes, because I to this day I still get freaking carded because I look like a child. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, but I'm also really nostalgic for a time before people weren't so stupid. Yeah. Like, Mark, do you remember 130 was a pretty average IQ? 130? Yeah. You're probably more like 140 because you're pretty genius. I really want you to take an IQ test. I'm so curious because you're so smart. But, I mean, Sarah I and I... After so-and-so said their daughter took it and supposedly is a ultra genius, I don't put that much stock in it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. But IQs have dropped. IQs have dropped dramatically because I'm telling you, and Sarah and I were the... Okay, what I thought... Do you need to... Do you need to sit there and play a first shooter game? Uh, True. Exactly. (laughs) But the thing is, is that like, 
I thought it was you I was talking to about it, Mark, but it was actually Sarah. And I was like, do you remember, like, we were average smart. Yeah. Like, Sarah and I were, and we both, when we when we took psych classes in, in high school, our IQs both came out at 130. But we weren't any smarter than most of the kids in our class. Mm-hmm. I mean... I remember the girl who sat in front of me and she got just as good of grades as I did. She was just as smart as I did. In no way did I ever feel superior. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. IQ points have been dropping and it's like, it's one of those things that's been happening gradually and I'm just now seeing it and I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. This is really sad because like you talk to your average 25 year old and they just don't have the skills. They don't have, you know what it is? They don't know how to use their brains. Yeah. They don't have the skill of how to think properly because they don't have to. Mm-hmm. They don't have to know how to spell because mm-hmm. they took spelling out of school. They don't have to know math. They don't have to know math longhand because they always use calculators. When I was in school, I was not allowed to use a calculator in math class until I was in a freshman in high school. What about you? In junior high, they had just started to allow the kids to use a calculator not us when i when i got in junior high i think the first year which would have been seventh grade with the counselor and said can i get in a different math class because all we're doing is addition subtraction multiplication division like we learned back in third grade third or fourth grade <laughs> that's so dumb and they're like well no we can't do it this year but we'll stick you in an advanced class next year so the advanced class they stuck me in algebra one or whatever i don't remember uh-huh. something like that and the teacher was talking about um, when she graduated college her graduation present from her parents was a calculator. desktop calculator that was twelve hundred dollars oh my god and all well. it did was addition subtraction multiply and divide that was, that was it well that, that was, was an asinine gift well, that's how much it cost then that's ridiculous that's so weird that you well i mean we lived in different states but yeah went my school well i went to a really good school i went to tonight elementary in groveland california groveland is a gate town to yosemite national park mm-hmm. so you know i'm going to talk we're going to do an episode on bullying so you guys will get to hear my all of my Tanaya stories, but it was a really, really good school. So I was failing. In, I was actually flunking out of school. That's how good it was. Well, it was, it was because I was being bullied so severely. I was being bullied so severely. And between that and my mom's mental illness and her like flipping out at home and my dad having to hold her down because she was flipping out and her hearing voices, like I couldn't concentrate. So I was getting D's and F's. But when my bully moved away the summer between fifth and sixth, like I, the fifth grade, there's a lot of holes because mm-hmm. I have lost memories, but she moved away between fifth and sixth grade. And, and I went from having D's and F's to having straight A's and being bored. And they put me in the gifted program. Oh, wow. Yeah. So in the gifted program, we got to do things like learn an entire play and then go to San Francisco and watch a performance of it. Oh, cool. And then we would like pick a scene and we would have to act it out in class. I wrote several plays. I was quite the thespian and I would force my friends to act in them and I was very unpopular because of it. (laughs) But I would write murder mysteries, courtroom dramas, actually. All of my plays, like so many of my plays were courtroom dramas. And then, and my teacher would be like, all right, let's act out Don's play. And we would record it. And I wish I could get a hold of a videotape of one of these ridiculous 
ridiculously bad (laughs) courtroom dramas that I wrote. But yeah, we would go on overnight trips to Yosemite and work with naturalists and and astronomers, teach us Mm. about the stars, teach us all the Native American stories from the people who lived in in Yosemite. But it was was an incredible school. But I I had a point to the story. Now I don't remember what it was. (laughs) That you were smart and that bullying messed with your grades. Welcome to Dawn's psychiatric session. (laughs) Pretty pretty much. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, But when I was in school, you know, we, at Tanaya, we were not allowed to use calculators. Huh. We had to show our work. We had to do everything longhand. Now, when every once in a while, like, I'll sit at my desk and I'll try and add in my head. And if I can't, and it's a, it's a really dumb thing, like, oh, how many times does 500 go into 2,500? Okay, I'm going to start doing math longhand for a while. And I will literally stop using my calculator and I will do math longhand for a couple of days hmm. just to kind of get that skill back. Mm-hmm. But the thing... Oh, who's going to use it in real life? I know. <laughs> I'm only an entrepreneur and business owner and I have to do books. But, how... <laughs> but you know, the weird thing is, is when I was a freshman in high school and I started algebra, like, I ended up being a genius in math. I, I, I'm like this weird like rain man when it, when it comes to algebra and geometry uh-huh. not like I can't like do like all the adding and subtracting like I can't do all the numbers in my head mm-hmm. like I can't you know what's 243,000 like I can't do any of that so I skipped algebra two and mm-hmm. went to geometry geometry is easier than algebra the teacher calls me up and she says you didn't take algebra two I'm like no she goes why didn't you do that and I said everybody said it was the same thing as algebra one Mm-hmm. She goes, well, you're not going to get this unless you took Algebra 2. You're going to struggle in this class. I said, all right, whatever. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. Yeah, I was a top student. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a freshman, there was this guy in my Algebra class. He was a senior. And for some reason, we got into this competition in grades, and I would kick his butt at every test. And so our final for the year, he was like, I bet I'll get a better grade than you. He studied his brains out, you guys, and I still beat him by like 10 points. It was it was embarrassing. Wow. It was embarrassing and then my teachers were like you need to teach math at a university level like you're a genius and I'm like that sounds really boring (laughs) I would rather be a photographer yeah (laughs) I just I'm one of those people that can use both sides of my brain not that I can use the full brain just not the front not the front (laughs) not that I can use them well but I can use them both I can use both sides yeah but it's just it's so true it's like I went to the dentist this was last year and she handed me the little postcard to fill out when it's time for my appointment, they'll mail it to me, you know? Yeah. So she's like, okay, go ahead and put your address on here. So I'm filling it out. And she goes, the last patient who left was like 19 and he couldn't fill it out. <laughs> he didn't know how to address an envelope to himself. Wow. And she said that anybody, any patient that she gets that's under like 25 years old, it's very rare that they know how to address an envelope. Whoa. So she's like, anybody under 18, forget it. Like you <laughs> hand them, if you hand somebody, she, I think she said under 20 years old. She's like, mm-hmm. you hand them the postcard and they look at you like, what am I supposed to do with this? And they're like, address it to yourself. And they'll put it like up in the corner where the stamp is supposed to be or down in the lower left. And she's like, no, don't you know how to address an envelope? And they're like, no, no, we don't. I don't. And she's like, no, you put your no. name <laughs> here and your address. And then they're like, what's a postal code? Like they did not, they don't know how. At They're 20 years old <laughs> on average, cannot address a letter. I learned how to address letters either in fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. We learned how to write a business letter, how many spaces go between the date and the name and address, well, how many spaces go here, comma here, 
write it out. Like we learned how to do that stuff. We're how not to teach in spelling anymore. That's my point. And that's why <laughs> yeah. people are just getting stupider and stupider. Yeah. It's like I get the dumbest questions sometimes. I'm like, what? Like It's like the movie Idiocracy. It's exactly <laughs> It's exactly like Idiocracy. Have you seen that? No, you told me about it. Yeah, though. it's this movie where people are just like the smart people are like waiting too long to breed and then they're going barren and then it's just stupid people are just banging and just like <laughs> popping out these idiot kids and then like you go a hundred years into the future or how many ever years. 500 years into the future, and there's, like... Imagine Hulk Hogan being, like, president, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was... It, it's ridiculous. And that is what's happening, because kids are not being forced to use their brains. Yeah. At, well, in any way. Mm-hmm. And it's, like... But society and technology are changing, so... Yeah. Nobody I know, write, okay. actually writes letters. Let me just tell you about a very... The best mother that, that I know. Okay, so Sarah, our past bride who got married at the Lavender Field and her daughter, she started her on the baby Einstein, like, she, because Sarah's incredibly intelligent. Like, she's actually... Her father just gave her one of his commercial construction businesses. Oh, and she wow. runs an entire... Uh-huh. She's brilliant. She's, she's college educated. She's hardworking. She's a fantastic mother Mm -hmm. and let me tell you what she does not allow her daughter to have screen time every single day she only gets screen time maybe three or four times a week for a certain amount of time well now like when she gets into school and she has to use it more that's different but she didn't want her to become dependent on it before she had to Mm -hmm. so we went out to lunch one day and she gave Leighton the tablet and she was watching this like educational cartoon thing it was like a game Hmm. and she had to like tap on tap on the blue star tap you know stuff like that and then it would play like a cartoon for her or whatever and so while we were leaving she's all do I get to play again later and she's like see she's she had 20 minutes of screen time and now she's asking for more and she's like no maybe tomorrow if you do all your chores you know Mm -hmm. so it's a reward for her but she will make sure that Leighton knows how to address a freaking envelope (laughs) you know what I mean like that if a school is not teaching those basic skills then it's up to the parents to do that because kids can't they can't balance a check register they can't manage money they can't even apply for a job properly anymore like when I was hiring you should have seen the crap that was coming through I'm like are you an (laughs) idiot I have a coworker. They don't let their kids play video games. They tell them go outside, play in the mud. Good. Go fight each other with a stick. Yes, because I have so many. Don't you have so many fond memories of being outside with your friends and just like in Moccasin when I was talking about walking to the pool looking like a hooker. But like my friends and I would just like all walk to the pool and we would take swimming lessons or we would go swimming or we would go down to the creek. There's a like a river that runs through down by the by Highway 49 at Moccasin. A and river runs through it. A river runs through it. It's like a creek. Okay. And so my friends and I would go down there and you know you hop from rock to rock and you explore and or you take walks up in the mountains and you look at the fall leaves and you pick up leaves and mm-hmm. take them home with you. I mean, it's it's just oh, I that feel so boring. I, I feel sad for children nowadays. Like yeah. I, I, re- I have so much respect for for parents like your coworkers and for my friend Sarah who take their kids outside. She takes her kid outside. She's like, let's go out to the pumpkin patch. Let's go out to you know whatever. Let's go to the forest because it's not healthy. It's not mm-hmm. healthy, and people are just getting dumber and dumber. And like <laughs> a scientist predicted that in fifty years the human race will be extinct. Let's hope so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you guys are talking about, like, being geniuses and being good at math and stuff, but I'm, like, here, sitting here, like, dang, I got held back twice, was in special ed for math, because I couldn't get it, and, like, I'm, like, dang. Dang. <laughs> My only life accomplishment 
was graduating high school. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. You I had know how to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. You taught yourself how to edit a podcast in like a day and a half. You have you're very very intelligent. It's just you have a learning disability. You told yeah. me this. You're just kind of stupid. You're just dumb. No. You have a learning disability. Yeah. A lot of people do. It doesn't make you less smart. It mm-hmm. just means that you learn differently. And when you're in a school setting like that and you don't have one-on-one, your family didn't have money for a tutor. No. You didn't have money for private school. So yeah. you got what you got. When doing division, I would get the answers correct, but my teacher's like, you do it backwards. I'm like, so? I don't know what that means. <laughs> she didn't even explain what that meant. I'm and you're like, like, I still don't know what that means. I don't know what But means. you got the right answer? I did. Well, there you go. Yeah, but that's as far as I can go is division. I can't mm-hmm. well, learn Have anything you seen else. the new math they teach them? No. Where it's they make so a circle dumb. and these lines and it's, you can it's count, so dumb. Many, count the lines so many times and all this kind of it's stuff. It's from so Asia. I, yeah. It's an Asian technique, so they thought oh. they would adopt it. Not every school is doing it. So you no longer learn that 5 times 5 is 25, 5 times 6 is 30. Instead, you count up the dots in this diagram. You count up. It's a waste of time. <laughs> it's a waste of time, and it's not helping. It's, so it's not helping. the dots? It, is it connected? Kinda, it's like they draw lines this way thing. for the tens and this way for the hundreds, and then they count. I don't know. I don't understand it, and I have no desire to because uh. I know that five times t- five is twenty-five. <laughs> so and it makes it's me like really nervous to get on an airplane sometime in the future when the kid is sitting there drawing a circle <laughs> lines to do the calculation of how strong that wing bolt should be. <laughs> oh my god! So that we all don't plummet to our fiery deaths. <laughs> it's because like what's going to happen to those kids when they're standing in a grocery store? And there and there's a sign. No, the question is going to be what happens to us old timers when all the prices are these little circles and lines. <laughs> a fate worse than death because we'll all, we'll all be like the, the the young people will just be taking all our money. They're like, yeah, Grandpa, this is how much it is. Hand oh it my over. God. I know. And then a can of soup will be three million dollars because of inflation when we're old. Oh my God, dude! If we have to retire, like we're gonna have to eat cat food. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, it's bad. Uh-huh. It's bad. This this system is bad. It's broken uh-huh. in this country. Well, it's broken in the whole world. Wow. But, yeah, let me go back to my notes here. Going back to the Sears catalog thing made me remember the good times of, you know, we didn't have social media, so we would have to wait to buy the magazine at the store and yes. rip out our favorite celebrities. And take them the up on the wall. <laughs> because you couldn't follow them on Instagram. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Did not have an Instagram. He was the cute one on Home Improvement. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. He was so cute. So you had to wait for, what was the name of that magazine? Teen Beat. Teen Beat. Or Tiger Beat. Tiger Beat. Tiger but, Beat. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then if your parents were really mean and they wouldn't buy them for you, you would just, while they were shopping in the grocery store, you would sit on the floor and like look at Tiger <laughs> Beat. <laughs> but yeah, you would have to wait for the magazine to come out. You'd have to go down to the, to the convenience store or wherever you would buy your candy from normally, <laughs> buy the magazine bring it home, tear out the pages, and tape them up on your wall. And that's yeah. how you looked at celebrities back then. <laughs> now, you can just stalk anybody on the internet. I mean, you have freaking stalkers in their houses. You would, like, put your favorite celebrity on the wall, take a picture of you right next, next to, to it. Them. Yes. Or... And wait for the film to be developed. And, yeah, take it to the film hut. <laughs> wait for it to come back. Got to wait for it to come back. And then you would, somehow, you would find a way... To cut your head out yeah. and tape it on their girlfriend's face. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, good times. Okay, so who were the celebrities that were on your wall? On my wall, I remember it was like 
Well, I would have posters that were like the hang tight kitties. Oh, you know? that's cute. <laughs> or like the little rabbit with a smile. But mine was like more bands that I that really influenced me as a musician. So it was like mm-hmm. No Doubt and like oh, yeah. just you know different bands. I loved them. Yeah. yeah. Now they're new stuff. Oh no, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. I really love Gwen Stefani, but yeah. her music is trash. Sorry to anybody who loves it. I, it's, it's trash. I mean, I did <laughs> like. Saw No Doubt in concert. <gasps> was it fun? What? What? You did? Yeah. Uh, Early on, back when she was ugly. <laughs> She's super hot now. Yeah. Although her lips are too big. Okay. Like whenever she w- when she was on The Voice, every five minutes Mark would be like, oh my God, so much lipstick. Like he would just be so turned off by all the lipstick because her lips were, are so big. Yeah. But so you, you had bands like No Doubt on your wall. Yeah. Okay. I really, I wasn't, re- see, I was weird because like I wasn't like fangirling. <laughs> I wasn't You really... were weird? <laughs> I wasn't as weird. No. Yeah. I wasn't boy crazy at all. Thunder. Um, okay, <laughs> let me... Okay, stop. Okay. I I wasn't that weird. Thunder. Lightning. <laughs> Death. Let's at five that. years old. Let's explain that. Okay, in Arkansas, I'm like five years old at my babysitter's house, and there's thunder and lightning and stuff. And so I look at her brother... <laughs> This is ridiculous. I look at her brother, and it's like, you know, lightning and thunder is going on, and I look at him, and I go, <laughs> and then not breaking eye contact, and I go, lightning, thunder, death. And he's like, <laughs> he starts backing away from me, like, <laughs> And she forgot it happened, and she ran into her old babysitter recently, and she's like, you were a weirdo as a kid. And she reminded her of that, and I was like, you were weird? <laughs> you are weird, and you were weird. Yes. You were very weird. You know what's funny is the episode that I recorded when my mom said, I was the sweetest little kid ever. She is mom. deluded. That's your mom. That's your she mother. Has she has to say that. No. Ask you... her serial killer mother. It's a good boy. <laughs> exactly. Dude. I would never do that. <laughs> But yeah, I wasn't boy crazy at all. I was like really into bands Uh and music. I loved music. And then I taught myself how to play the guitar at 12. That's impressive. You know? See, you're smart. That's the funny thing. When I did my IQ test, it was like five or 10 points higher than anyone else in my class based on the music and art side of my brain. Mm -hmm. And that's how I excelled really well in arts and music. I was like top of my class in those areas. Well, when you started, when when we started working together, you know, doing this podcast and you working for me in my business, I was like, man, I told, I went to Mark and I was like, Tara was really smart. Like, and so I told you, I'm like, you don't give yourself credit for how Mm -hmm. smart you are because Mm -hmm. I could not figure out how to edit a podcast in two days. Mm -hmm. Like, and you're saying words I've never heard, and then you're like, oh. and then you were like on a job, and you're like, what if we did this? And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? It's just like, she's so smart. Well, you're just saying that because you only had to tell her stuff once or twice versus 12 times. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Never hire a millennial. Oh, wait, you're a millennial. <laughs> I am a millennial. I think it's different with me because millennials my age are kind of like, 
They want everything given to them. They don't want to work hard. But you had to work for what you have. I had to. Because you, yeah. I come from nothing. Because of how you grew up, yeah. Out of my two other siblings, I'm the only one that graduated. And the only reason I did was because my uncle's like, you need to finish something in your life. Because Mm -hmm. he knew all the stuff I went through. He's like, you need to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so once I got that pep talk, because I, I dropped out for a year, and once I got that pep talk, oh, it's really? like, okay, I do need to do this for myself. Right. Because he's like, I feel like you're going to take back some control of your life if you do this. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So one of the other things I wrote down was kids being able to win something. Because <laughs> remember, Mark? Everybody's winner. <laughs> but, no. Winner, but... winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> exactly. But remember when you and I were kids, you could actually win something. You, you could, could actually lose. And you could actually lose. And that is beneficial because it teaches you how to be an adult. Yeah. Because when I... Okay, so I've, I've had my photography business for 15 years. Surprise, surprise, lots of things have failed. Yeah. I've tried different things that have been total failures. I've tried other businesses that have been failures. Mm-hmm. And I can emotionally handle that. Yeah. And I can use it and I can say, okay, why did this fail... What did I do wrong? What could I do better next time? Or why was this not a fit for me in my business or whatever? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not like the millennial that was working for me. Mm-hmm. That was just a nightmare that I had to fire. She's <laughs> uh, crazy. Lord in heaven. Like if she fails at something, it's like Armageddon. Like she can't handle it. Because oh that's how that type of millennial is. Yeah. Not all millennials are like that. No. I'm my friend Sarah that I was talking about that's incredibly intelligent and hardworking and has the wonderful daughter. She's a millennial. She's she's the, an older the, millennial. An older millennial. Okay. Yeah. The she's milli- an original millennial. She's an original. <laughs> but the one that worked for me, she was thirty when she was working for me. The and, one that was freaking out and crap? So yeah. yeah, the one that lives with her parents, her wow. and her husband. Yeah, and so it's like, I feel like when you're spoiled like that and you're entitled like that and you've never won or lost anything because everybody gets participation trophy, mm-hmm. here you go. Yeah. It, it's it's just, it builds character to be able to win and lose. Yeah. You know, I mean, I told a story on a podcast recently with you about how my dad told me, babe, no matter how good you are at something, there's always going to be somebody in the world that's better than you. Yeah. No matter what you do. Mm-hmm. No matter if you think you're the best, even if you practice for a hundred years, there will be somebody <laughs> better than you. Yeah. And I needed to hear that. And mm-hmm. because I didn't need to hear, oh, honey, you're right. This is unfair. There should be no first chair clarinet. Everybody should be the same and equal. And I'm going to go complain to the principal. Ah, Karen. Right? <laughs> exactly. But that's how it is now. Yeah. That's how it is now. There's no first. There's no, it's, it's everybody's on the same because it's not, it's not fair. And it was like the first time I ever heard that I was actually a camp counselor in 1994. I was 19. So it would be 1994. And it was at Avery Ranch Kids Camp. And it was this hippy dippy mm-hmm. like camp. And I'm not kidding. I mean, these kids and their parents were hippies. This one girl Wore the same pajamas day and night for a week. Did she clean them at all? No. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And the boys were all after her because they were all hippies. And mm-hmm. so I taught drama. Mm-hmm. And so I had these flexible scripts, which is basically a script with no direction. And it's like just sentences. And then you build the scene around it. So I was teaching these kids the flexible script. And so I was talking to the head of the camp. And I was like, so I was thinking that, you know, whoever has the best ones could perform them at the campfire thing. And she's like, oh, we don't say best. <laughs> Anybody who wants to perform them can't. And I said, okay. Like, I, it was her camp. I didn't care. But I didn't think anything of it because it was the first time I ever heard anything like that. 
and that must have been the birth of all of this crap. But oh it, it, it all came from the hippies up in Avery, California, y'all. <laughs> Avery, California. Yeah, we were at this camp that was so remote in the wilderness. We had one cell phone. It was a bag phone because bag phones were three watts. Handheld cell phones were a watt and a half. Mm-hmm. So we had one bag phone. And if there was a, an emergency, there was one guy that was designated to take the bag phone and run as fast as he could to the top of the mountain so that he could call 911. Whoa. That's how far into the forest we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this one night, it was like, I, it might have been our last night there. So I had my camp, I had the oldest girls. That's what I wanted. And nobody else wanted them. Mm-hmm. But I connected with them. So they were 13. And one night we all slept outside on the deck. And I swear to God, middle of the night, it was like, and this like light shows up in this field and just starts like bouncing across mm-hmm. the field. And there was this scary story about, it was Mon Pa Avery lived on this ranch. They were the ones that founded the town Avery in Calaveras County. And the story was that Ma Avery killed Pa Avery and hit his body in a pickle barrel. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great. But I, that was the first time I ever heard that. And I thought Wasn't to myself. And I thought. A lot of fried green tomatoes or. <laughs> <laughs> no, they ate him. Okay. They put him in the stew. That was such a good movie. That was. Oh, it's such a good movie. But the part where the guy dies on the train tracks just breaks my heart. Oh my God. Yeah. That's. That's. Yeah. That was traumatizing. But I just, I remember thinking to myself, okay, we can't say somebody has the best ones. Because, like, when I graduated from junior high, I got an award for drama. Mm-hmm. You know, when I graduated, you know, it's like I had many awards. And I was just like, when I didn't win, it was okay. I mean, I won a lot. But there were times when I didn't win, and that was okay, too. Because mm-hmm. I knew that maybe next time would be my time to win. Yeah. But... For her to be like, oh, no, we don't say best here. <laughs> and it's like, really? And then all of a sudden, here we are all these years later, and we've got this whole crop of young adults and, and children who don't know what it's like to win and lose. Mm-hmm. So when they don't get the job they want with minimal effort, they don't understand why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like when they don't succeed at something, they're going to fall apart. They're going to lose their crap because they don't know how to handle it. Yeah. I mean, you have you have to know how to lose. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it's sad that they never get to win. Because you know <laughs> so that sense of... to lose? <laughs> <laughs> no, just like, remember though, do you remember being a kid and winning an award and just having this sense of pride and taking it home to your parents and getting to show them because you won something? Yeah. You know? And it's like, eventually your turn came around, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of times there were more than one blue ribbon, you know? You'd, <laughs> you'd have a science fair and you would get a ribbon or... Yeah. You would field day, <laughs> <laughs> or you would, you know, enter your drawing in the school's art fair, and you would win a prize. You know, and it mm-hmm. was just like it was so rewarding because it felt like you were getting something for your hard work. Yeah. And now it's just nope. Everybody is the same, and that's <laughs> not true. Yeah. Everybody is not the same. I am not the same as the bum who's living on the street by choice. Mm-hmm. I worked for what I have. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just that mentality. You yeah. married for what you got. <laughs> yeah, I married. I married up. So <laughs> should have thought of that. You know, this makes me wonder: kids learning, well, not learning how to, like work hard. Mm-hmm. Is that the era where not only did people come easily offended, but the dawn of Karens? Oh my God, probably. <laughs> like three bad things came out of this. Oh man. yeah, we didn't. Even... Uh, are any of your sixteen listeners named Karen? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Let's hope not. <laughs> Sorry, Karen, if you're a Karen. See, yeah, just, just ignore that. So we never nailed that down. When do we think that things took a turn to where everybody in the world is offended all the time? Hasn't it been just the past, like, five years when it's gotten really bad? The kind of political-wise, the 
Republicans, Democrats, they kind of used to work a little bit together, and you started seeing that kind of get more polarized to where, oh, I can't possibly think and agree with anything that the other side says. So you kind of saw that kind of start to spread out. That's what it seems to me. Okay, so you feel like it, it's a cue they're taking from our government. Kind of, yeah. I would. I have a tendency to agree with that, yeah. And it's just like... Because be- when you see your leaders are saying, well, I can't agree with the other side. Because they're the I'll other be, side. Because then I'll be seen as a, a traitor. Right, yeah. So that kind of follows down to the followers. That's true. And, I mean, politics has always involved mudslinging. Yeah. But it's only gotten worse. Especially, and that's, you know, social media. Mm-hmm. And then I guess that makes sense. I mean, the people in this country, they look up to the government. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> and it's sad. It's really sad how they politicize freaking masks. Oh. It's like, really? <laughs> Whatever. I just, I'm not a scientist. Well, everything's politicized nowadays. Everything. Everything. Everything's, okay, remember when we were in Yosemite? last week yeah and that girl was gonna start to, to fly a drone and i told her drones aren't allowed in the park and i had my face was behind a camera and that's why i kind of shouted over to her because she was like kind of far from me well she was about like 20 or 30 feet away and i was like drones aren't allowed in the park they'll take it and she said thanks for being a and she grabbed the drone and went back to her car a couple days later i was in a facebook group called yosemite photography and I posted the story there and it's it's gotten like hundreds of comments because you know back and forth discussion it's been really interesting actually and people are like good for you and gosh that sucks she was so rude to you and then somebody's like you just I, I don't even say anything anymore because they're always rude so I just call you somebody dispatch here's the phone number and we're like oh everybody's like oh my god thank you so much this is what we're gonna do from now on because like you made a very valid point how you said it's not worth even saying anything to people because you don't know if they're gonna kill you yeah. anymore and then when you said earlier tonight that just a quarter mile from our house some guy stopped his car got a gun and was shooting at the person who was behind him and it's like, that made me think of what you said. And it's like, you're right, fine. I'm not going to try and be helpful anymore and try and save you from getting a two to $5,000 ticket and losing your drone permanently. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call the cops on you and they can come and take it. Yeah. You know, and it's... See, back in the day... Oh, but my point is, I so I put this story up on Facebook and out of nowhere, somebody says, our country has a corrupt, horrible leader and she's acting like him. I don't know. It was something about about the president. <laughs> and nobody responds. Well, she's a he, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah. No, she being the woman with the drum. Oh. Like, she's taking the lead from the corrupt, you know, no good president, whatever. Mm-hmm. So he just said that, and it didn't even, the reason I can't quote it is because the Eng- English was so bad, it didn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. It was just obvious that it was about the president and about how this woman with the drone was obviously, you know, acting like him or whatever. Mm-hmm. So nobody comments, nobody comments. And then finally this woman is like, why do you have to go there? Mm-hmm. This is not the place for that. And I comment back and I'm like, I know, right? This is not a political discussion. Yeah. It's like, it, it's gotten to the point now with politics and it's not even during just election year anymore. It used to be just during election year that it got this bad. And now it it was like through the Obama years, it just started and it never stopped. Mm -hmm. It's just been year after year, month after month of people fighting about politics. Mm -hmm. You know, I am totally nostalgic for the days that that did not go on. Yeah. In the 80s and 90s. 70s and 80s. Yeah, 70s, 80s, even in the 90s. It was nothing like this. Mm -hmm. It was nothing. in In the 80s, no one would ever cut someone out of their life 
for voting for somebody that they didn't agree with. Mm -hmm. Nobody would say, you know what, you voted for him. I'm never speaking to you again. And that's happening every day in this country now. Wow. You know, it it used to be so much more of a live and let live place to live, the United States, and it's not like that anymore. Yeah. It's not. Well, like, if this was, you know, in the 80s or whenever, if you were to approach her, she would be like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I didn't know. But now people are instantly on the defense. They'll just cuss you out. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. In fact, I, she... Well, you said somebody had posted and he told somebody, hey, you know, drones are illegal and the guy's like oh i'm sorry i didn't know yeah there was one person in in that discussion that said that and he's like there was one time that the person was nice and i mean i've told guys before it's the the men with me i'm usually like hey just so you know you know you'll get a ticket that's what i've done in the past and they're like oh oh is it is it illegal but it's like sometimes you'll see them at glacier point and there's a big sign with a picture of a drone with a circle and a line through it and they'll stand there next to the picture holding their drone, like taking pictures and stuff. That's legal. That's fine. But, and that's once fine. Up in the air, it's not. And it's like this one guy in the group, in the discussion said that one time he was up at Glacier Point and there was a drone club up there <laughs> and they were flying like five drones or something. And the ranger, and he watched as the ranger went up there, confiscated all of their equipment Whoa. and wrote them all tickets. <laughs> yeah. He probably wrote. He probably wrote between ten and twenty thousand dollars worth of tickets that day. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. It's highly illegal. It's federal ground. It's federal airspace. Hmm. You cannot fly a drone in federal airspace. Not to mention that they're constantly being crashed, and then it litters the forest. Yeah. And it ruins pictures. And it's like here we are, just trying to share the park, and you're just flying your drone. It's so annoying, and they're loud and annoying, mm-hmm. and they're a danger to the wildlife. Mm-hmm. Where is that mosquito? Oh, uh, never mind. <laughs> That's one hell of a big, big mosquito. <laughs> oh, man. I miss good musicals like Grease. Oh. Like that type of stuff. We should watch Grease. It's on Netflix now. You're the one that I want. You are the one I want. But, Mark, let's close it out with the lawn darts. Oh, God. Unless there's another story you want to tell. No, I got okay, nothing. So, the whole thing, so when we were talking last week about nostalgia, and that's what yeah. I said, I'm like, I'm nostalgic for a time when everybody wasn't such wussies. <laughs> okay, so like when we were kids, because you know how the government like outlawed lawn darts? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it, because, because people kept... A smile on his face! <laughs> Did you get to play lawn darts? Oh, yeah, I played lawn darts. Okay, so she doesn't know what lawn darts are, so will you explain it to her? Because our listeners might not either. Yeah. Well, you know what a dartboard is? Yeah. Lawn darts are just about three feet or two and a half feet. <laughs> so it's a dart. gigantic dart back, with a sharp thing in back, the end. Back in the day, yeah. it was a, a metal tip. So you put down basically like a hula hoop here and a hula hoop over there, and you take these lawn darts and you throw them in the air, and you try to get them going to the circle. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So we were smart enough not to stand under it and like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So because people have gotten Apparently so there stupider, were some people that were dumb enough to say, oh, here it comes. No. And then it would like impale them. And yeah, it would so, impale them. So apparently it happened enough times that they made them outlawed. So I think the toy companies came and started putting plastic tips on them. But people were still, still hurting themselves. Yeah, people wow. were still hurting themselves. But Well, I think that the first time that they were quote unquote 
like outlawed was when they told the toy companies you can't make them anymore with metal tips. And then yeah, there's actually a little bit of a history because they've kind of been it, it's gone back over and forth. The decades that mm-hmm. they've been in existence, they've right. been banned a few times more than once, which doesn't make sense to me, but but kind of does because I think that they the first one was they told toy companies you can't make them with metal tips anymore, mm-hmm. and then they told the toy companies you can't make them at all anymore, and people that have them with metal tips need to get rid of them, and they were like trying to get people to pay attention and like put out PSAs and stuff. And it's like, you know what? You know what that was called back in the 70s and 80s? Natural selection. (laughs) That's what that was called. If you are stupid enough to impale yourself with a lawn dart, yeah. You need well, to be think, voted off the island. I think some of it was the natural selection. Some was some little kid that's wandering, you know, running by. And, and well, parents not watching them because it was the 70s and yeah, 80s. Our parents 80s. didn't watch us. Yeah. You know, it was like how I was saying that we were so rebellious but so we rode our bikes that, on the, the lack of all the little warning labels you have on things like the baby stroller label that says take baby <laughs> out before collapsing stroller. <laughs> oh, I just... Or now that it's illegal to have hot water that comes out of your faucets that's over 105 degrees or something like that so what oh yeah what what is this nonsense oh no it's it's like city building codes now that the hot water that comes out of your your faucet (laughs) and your shower and things like that yeah can't be over such and such temperature so the plumbing in there has to be smart enough to say, oh, no, it's, a it's too 130. Hot. It's too hot, so okay. i got to mix some cold in there so that when it comes out, it won't scald you to death. Because people are too stupid to, like, test the water before <laughs> they get in it? Or- yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's like I'm living in a world of Forrest Gumps. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, run, Forrest, run! It's just, it's awful. <laughs> Horrible. It's like, let's bring lawn darts back for every family, and whoever gets eliminated... <laughs> gets eliminated that's, we, we can well, that's, make a new name for it it can be called natural selection dart that's what that one movie was basically about wasn't it what which one uh, the one where they have the two tributes from each district uh, oh the Hunger, Hunger Games. Games the Hunger Games yeah Sorry, we're just the Hunger Games with long darts <laughs> <laughs> yeah so the, growing up in the 70s and 80s everybody was like the Hunger Games no <laughs> that's hilarious oh my god like where's Billy Billy got eliminated <laughs> Do you remember, or do you remember just like riding in the back of trucks? Oh God, yeah. You know, at night, in the back of the, the station stars. wagon. Yeah, you know, facing the, the back. up in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my mom's a Suzu trooper. My friend Everybody. and I would put the back the seats down, and we'd like lay down like we were camping and talk in the car as we were driving home. An hour and a half. It's like no seatbelts. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was great. It was yeah. great because it was like nowadays. You know, oh my God. Oh my God! Don't say no to my child. We don't use the N word. No, Whoa. don't say no to my child. And Too it's negative. Like, yeah, but guess what? When you were my age, when you when I was a kid, if you said a swear word in front of your parents, you got smacked in the face. Oh yeah. And if uh-huh. I had a kid, I would smack him in the face too because it's like kids need discipline. Yeah. I'm sorry. These kids nowadays are freaking out of their minds. They're insane. You don't know. Oh, there are eight-year-old. There are ten-year-olds killing each other, Jeez. murdering each other. It's insane, and it's just like with lawn darts. <laughs> I don't know. That would be an entertaining show. On, that would be an entertaining show to watch on TV, though. American Ninja lawn darts. <laughs> he made it through the ring thing, but the lawn dart took him down. <laughs> 
he got the smoke. <laughs> the smoke's been affecting my lungs, and he's making me laugh so hard I'm coughing. Oh, man. Oh, that's oh, funny. Oh, jeez. There's the imagery. The imagery. <laughs> and I said that every, almost every episode, the imagery. But now that, now it's like, oh, my God. Don't walk anywhere. You might die. <laughs> you know, our parents are all, see you later. They don't care. They didn't care where we were going. Like, my cousin Tiffany, that There's was... There's a corner. Don't come back till tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Call someone who can, who can take care of you. Because oh, I'm, I'm over it. Your dad and I need some alone time. You're too loud. <laughs> oh, man. We need to be naked for a couple of hours. Go to your friends. <laughs> Mom, what are you doing? We're wrestling. We're wrestling. <laughs> Shh. Go to your friend's house. <laughs> oh, my God. I think Dad kept trying to put her in a chokehold, but... <laughs> but then they told me to get out. Uh, no, but it's like, it's just, man, people need to toughen up. Like, have you ever talked to someone who's just losing their crap and for no reason? Okay, here's an example. Here's a you. Here's an example. So I talk to yourself. <laughs> so the last time I went to New York City, my flight home, I was extremely sleep deprived. Like I had stayed up all night because my flight I had to like get up at 5:30 so my friend and I just like stayed up all night watching Shit's Creek on Netflix <laughs> and Kimmy Schmidt, you know, just oh. Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. And so I get on the plane and I sat in the wrong seat. I read my ticket wrong and I sat in the wrong seat. I have like all this stuff with me. And so I, I, and I'm like struggling with my stuff because I have this like bag I'm not supposed to have. I have too many bags. So I finally get in the seat and I'm like at the window on the left side of the plane. And then this flight attendant comes up and she's like, hey, can I see your ticket? I think you're in the wrong seat. And I'm like, oh crap, it took so much to get here. And the girl <laughs> next to me had an accent. I think she was Italian. She had this long, beautiful hair and she could not stop laughing. And I'm all, it's so not funny. And then I couldn't stop laughing. We didn't even know each other, but we could not stop laughing. And so I'm like, fine. And so I'm getting my stuff. Okay, well, what had happened is the young girl whose seat I was in saw me in her seat and started to panic. So I see this girl and she might, she was probably, she was around 18. Mm -hmm. Okay. Strangely, she looked a lot like you. (laughs) She had the light skin, red hair, but like, I wish our (laughs) listeners could see my face right now because I have to act out what she was doing. (laughs) She was seriously, you guys, I wish you could see my face. We should do a video for Instagram. Okay. I'm going to do it right now. Okay. Do a video and you can, you guys can go to Instagram and see. This is what this We're girl... We're going to have to explain what this video is In the caption. People. Yeah, you're nah. going to have to. Nah. nah. Just put it up. Okay, so, okay, just start recording me. Lift it up a little bit so I look skinnier. There we go. Not that high. Come on, look that skinny. Look <laughs> like an alien head. My forehead will be like that. Okay, so I'm on this plane and I'm, like, in the wrong seat. So the girl had gotten on the plane and she had told the flight attendant, because, you know, the flight attendant asks you, like, where's your seat? And she saw I was in her seat. Mm-hmm. And so... She's just like, I'm getting my stuff and I'm like starting to move. And she's like this. <laughs> like looking between me and, and everybody else just. Like I've never seen anybody. Yeah, that's, not good for you. Ne- <laughs> that's fine. Thank you, darling. I know you love me. I love you too, Grandpa. Nice hair. Um <laughs> Was losing her ever loving mind. 
<laughs> because I was in her seat. Well. And I was just sitting there shaking my head like, really? You need to toughen <laughs> up, girl. What's going to happen when you, like, when something real happens in oh, your she's life? she's never had good seats to a concert. <laughs> <laughs> But it, I was just sitting there thinking, this girl, the first bad thing that happens in her life, <laughs> she's literally going to die of a heart attack. Like, what's going to happen We're when... About, that was the first bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine, like, how she would handle, like, a parent being chronically ill or something? Uh, like, yeah. that's the thing. They're uh. not... Adults are not, and schools are not preparing kids with for life skills. Well... <laughs> No, just with with life skills. Yeah, like they're they not don't... they're not they're not toughening them up to the point where they can't handle anything. No. So like, what's going to happen? You know, when they're adults and their parents pass away, they're yeah. not going to be able to handle it. No. And that's a that's the cycle of life. Like they messed up getting rid of home ec. Heck yeah, they did. I didn't have home ec. Neither did I. We had it as an option at my school, but it wasn't required. Ugh. And I do think that they messed up when they when they stopped making it re- required. Yeah. Because kids need to know how to cook safely. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I I mean, I know of a story where a family's house burned down because the daughter was cooking, frying tortillas on the stove, and her mom called her to leave. And she's like, all right. And so she just leaves it there. Oh, my burn God. Burn the house down. And <laughs> she never lived that down. What? I burned the house down. No. But it's like, if she had had a home ec class and yeah. had been taught the safety of cooking, that would never would have happened. Yeah. And it's, n- it's not about, oh, they need to be amazing cooks. No, they need to be safe. Mm-hmm. They need to know how to sew on a button. Yeah. They need to know how to fix a seam mm-hmm. if it splits, you know, and they need to be able to pay bills, balance a check registry. All of that stuff should have been in home ec. Now, I had, when I was in high school, your freshman year, you were required to take a class called life skills. Okay. Okay. They don't have these classes anymore, mm-hmm. but it was sex ed. <clears throat> it's, it's too much trouble, but it was sex ed. Mm-hmm. It was how to read a map. Mm-hmm. One of our assignments was... You know, pick a city or pick where, like, a friend is living and give them write out directions on how to get to you, like, mm-hmm. on, with the map or whatever. We learned how to balance a check registry. I also took accounting class and I never, ever balanced, not even once in two years. <laughs> <laughs> My books, n- not once, did wow. not balance. I know, it was pathetic. I still got a good grade because I tried so hard and that's mm-hmm. what mattered, but I tried. But yeah, we learned, let's see, what else? We learned about drunk driving. We learned about drug use. We learned about birth control, of course, with the sex ed. We learned about family life. We, we learned about everything pretty much except for cooking. Oh, but we did learn about nutrition. Hmm. They were teaching us what is a proper serving size. What does that mean? Food pyramid. Yeah, <laughs> the food pyramid and the calories in and out. Like basically what, how you gain, how you lose. Mm-hmm. And it's basically life skills. Yeah. You know, how to rent an apartment, how to, you know, pick a college, you know, things that were, that are important for adult life. And I just fear for, fear for America's future because (laughs) these kids are just idiots now. They take away so much crap out of the school system that they, like, really, they need to teach how to success, be successful at life. Like, teach them how to, like, fill out a resume. Mm -hmm. Teach them how. We learned that in life skills. We learned how to do resumes in life skills. Lucky. And how to apply for jobs. Mm -hmm. And then in my photography class, we learned how to apply for jobs and our teacher made us do mock interviews ah. so he's like okay so right you know tell me what kind of job you would like to interview for and he would like pretend to be the boss interviewing you mm-hmm. because he's like it's really important that you know how to do an interview yeah so when I was in school they did all of that hmm. you know business classes all of that they don't have that now yeah so we would like to thank our first listeners coming in today 
Thank you for choosing this episode. And for those coming back, thank you for sticking with our craziness. Yes, thanks for your loyalty. <laughs> tell your friends. Yeah. Yeah, but if you are new, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, yeah tell your friends. For 17. Yeah, we're, 17. Shooting, we're shooting for 17, 17 listeners, so tell a friend. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> tell your mom. Tell goal in life. Tell your dad. Because then they get their trophies. Tell your, tell your cat. Your grandpa. Gerbil. <laughs> Gerbil. <laughs> Everybody will love the Crazy Lady Chronicles. Yes. All right. And if there's a topic you want to hear us discuss, email us. Or if there's a story you want us to tell for you, email us. If you want to be a guest on the show, email us. She's doing her hand motions and arm motions, guys. She's doing the robot. She's very serious. So email us at hello at crazyladychronicles.com. Yeah. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today and you want to hear more, you can follow us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you are listening today. You can also follow us on social media. At Instagram, we are Crazy Lady Chronicles. Facebook, Crazy Lady Chronicles Podcast. And Twitter, Crazy Lady Cron. If you have a crazy lady story you'd like us to share, please write to us at hello at crazyladychronicles.com. Stage. Welcome to the stage, Juana 102. Yeah, give him some love, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, so I'm sorry, but that's not acceptable for witness protection. I just decided. So you need to come up with a name for witness protection. What if you did your pet's name and the street you live on now? So it'd be like Gracie Sunrise. Oh, Gracie Sunrise. That's a stripper name. That is a, that's a stripper name. That's a good one. Like, yeah, you could start dressing like a woman. No one would ever find you. You'd be safe forever. Yeah, me and my bald spot dressing like a woman. <laughs> no, your bald spot is still the size of a mayonnaise jar. Remember on Bob's Burgers? Oh, my God. <laughs> His mustache was falling out. <laughs> okay, so where, where would you go, Gracie Sunrise? <laughs> With those two names, I don't think I have much option anywhere. <laughs> Besides California. <laughs> Besides LA and Hollywood. There you go. Yeah, the, the, the Gracie LA. Sunshine definitely belongs in like. In, I'd probably get away with one of one of two down there. And, <laughs> and you would have to live on Melrose <laughs> if you lived down there with the name Gracie Sunshine. That's funny. <laughs> live on Melrose. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, okay. <laughs>